0: Some Creativity design. for the society. The, the Process, process Podcast. Process. Built Built design. Design. Like gives me that. That's rad. Right. It's the Process Podcast, episode 155. It's Tuesday. It started off as a gross day, and now it's a Tuesday, is it? Oh, what?
1: No, I liked it in the morning better.
0: Yeah, understandable. The rain. I slept with my 100%. window open, so it was nice and cold. Yeah. I found a nice worm on and the driveway me. this morning, so I scooped him up and put it in my oh, compost. Nice. In the compost oh, pile. True. Yeah. Because you know, he got it. he. Yeah. The more worms you have, the better. Ultimately, and there's taking it
1: to heaven, essentially.
0: Dude, this is going to be the most pure it's worm. all you can eat. Yeah. Essentially, Literally. for a worm, it's it's all you can eat. Yeah, there's a lot of compost back there. Lots of bananas, just lots of everything. Lots of coffee grounds. Yeah. Uh, the flies are starting to come, though, uh, from the composter. Yeah, now it's warmer, so, too. Especially now that it's warmer. So I've added a bit of um of water to it. Uh, Like this morning, I took the lid off and let it rain into the composter for a bit because you don't want it super wet, but you also don't want it dry because the dry, that's where you get a lot of the bugs and the flies from. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know how we got on the whole topic of my compost bin, but that's that was today. Yeah. What how 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 it was finding the worm? Uh, it was
1: fine. It it's fine. I went by really slow. Again. Like the like really slow. Like the morning. Like I thought it was like. You know, almost eleven. I was like, ah, oh, it's gonna be only like another hour for lunch. It's gonna be fine. And then I was, and then uh, Arthur was like, today's going by slow. I was like, yeah, but I think we're almost at lunch. And he's like, not even close. I'm like, oh, no, don't, no, don't, oh, no. no. And he's like, dude, it's like 9.36. I'm like, do not, no way. <laughs> I was like, S- no, you're lying to me. It, it felt like it was lunchtime. And it was, we'd been there for
0: two hours. It was like, oh, were, were you God. doing just like mundane stuff?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of cleaning metal pieces today. Just oh. a little bit of like... Like filing, like hand filing Windex stuff? and then just scrape it with a metal brush and then oh. wipe it off and then put it in a box next one. Was Why Windex? Or I don't know if it's windex. It was just some cleaning product. Some cleaning solution thing. It doesn't take much though. It's just cleaning up like welds. Oh, okay, okay. I see. That's something crazy.
0: At least you don't have to go in and like start hand filing stuff. That would get really annoying.
1: No, I... No, I... No, not hand filing. No. It's not that neat or detail oriented no you guys are
0: like oh it looks it looks relatively crap to mediocre put it it's it's clean enough it's clean enough it gets the job done other than that what else happened today what else happened today oh not today but yesterday evening my quad lock case arrived in the mail right yeah like like 9 p.m go out to the post box or get an email saying my thing has been delivered and no one's knocked at my door. I'm like, all right, that's a bit sus. Yeah, it was in the mailbox, which I I guess I should have assumed. But usually, what's there for? Yeah, usually, but. what it's there for. Um, overall, very content. I actually, when I was there, when I was at the Quadlock office, got to see the mold that they use for this specific case. This is the case for the Eleven Pro. And you got to see the mold that they had for it, some of the blanks, some of the early CNC'd blanks that they got in from China that were like, this is what the phone is most likely going to be. So, like, make your cases around this profile, uh, right. which was really cool to see. And back when I was there, they had, you know, like those little loop hook rings that people have in, like a pop socket people have at the back of their phones. Yeah. Quadlock has one like that where it, but it's a, it's a die cast metal piece. Um, that actually fits into the locking mechanism and then the pop socket part of it is a little metal ring that can like flip in and out you can flip right. it out and then tilt it 90 degrees so that it acts as a little stand to prop your phone up with and right. when i was there and i was there in august 2019 they hadn't released that yet and they had sh- the rob the guy the one of the co-founders there showed me some of the different iterations they had gone through and like different engineering specs of these, of these specific metal components. So I felt, I feel quite attached right. to the, to this yeah. physical product. Cause I've seen the behind the scenes. Yeah. And that I was there before the 11 pro <gasps> came out too. That's another thing that came out in the September. Oh yeah. So it was like a peek behind the doors and then
1: you got to see what the, the 11 pro looked like for yeah. other people.
0: You can see the, uh, the parting line. Cause there's a, there's a soft, plastic and then there's a hard um a much harder plastic in the same mold um and apparently they it's like a dual type injection molding thing right
1: to nozzle it like
0: yeah like there's uh, two materials
1: two injection ports yes
0: i I guess i don't remember the exact correct term um but like they'll shoot in the the hard plastic which is what's used for the locking mechanism because it obviously has to be durable and withstand a lot of um, a lot of uses. And then the soft right. stuff is molded around it. And then they take that off and then it goes into another machine and it puts like a nice little foam thing in the back to cover up that because it looks kind of gross. Covers that right. thing up and acts as a little protective barrier on the phone. But 10 out of 10 would recommend the quad lock case. And I got the poncho for it as well, which is basically just a a giant plastic sleeve that goes over the phone and that's got um, like a dotted grid, very fine dotted grid pattern on the inside that goes against the surface of the screen so that if you have, because the idea is it to keep it protected from water or snow or anything like that if you're outside or mud. Right. The idea with the little fine dot grid pattern on the back of the, on the, touch point between the protective surface and the screen is that if your fingers get wet on the exterior it works you can still press right. the phone even though there's a thick barrier between it and your fingers are wet mm. something about these grids helps with dexterity on the on the phone screen that's cool i don't know i'm not an engineer but it's pretty cool
1: it works yeah it's got little dots in it
0: yeah so i was able to use it on on my run yesterday evening, which was very nice. And it was fantastic. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And it just looks nice too. Like it's got, it's, it's very simple. It's got the Annex logo on the back, which is the company that makes Quadlock, which is also owned by Rob. It's like right. Annex Products is, I think, it's like a plastics manufacturing company for specific stuff. Like uh right. like around the phone case modular type stuff with technology and and daily life. You know, like phone mounts or laptop mounts and iPad type stuff. And then Quadlock, I think, is below them, but I could be wrong. I don't exactly know. But right. yeah. like a sub brand for yeah. A line, yeah, product line type thing. A nice matte black finish on everything. Very like it it's a strong it's a strong unit this is not sponsored by quadlock but it should. be. <laughs> Rob. It
1: should be. I'm always impressed with how like um how thin it is mm-hmm. when it has a locking mechanism in it Yeah. and it doesn't really like stick out and make it too bulky right? like at all. It's like not much thicker than the actual phone with the case on. It is, just kind of which is pretty impressive I think. Cuz usually when you think of something that has like a strong lock, it's like usually pretty deep, right? You you would think, yeah, it should be anyway. You'd think, but like I guess their their design, it just locks in and
0: doesn't let go. It's a pretty it's an intense um engineering thing. They show uh, one of the guys, I can't remember the gentleman's name, showed me the, the CAD model that they have for it. Kind of like the original right. legacy model that they can just insert into anything else. And I was like, There's a lot of stuff in that thing. It's a complex part. Right. There's like lofts and sweeps and sweep cuts and loft cuts and like these little debosses and emboss sections and the nice thing though is that it looks it looks incredibly simple and it is incredibly simple it's a push it's a yeah. push tilt lock twist lock type thing um yeah it's a very simple uh mechanism yeah and the motion is nice too you do it's like a go in on a on a on a 45 degree angle line it up and then twist it and then just locks up It's a satisfying it is you know, i'm gonna see like if you're i can lock something in you know i'm gonna <clears throat> see if i can find the dimensions of the case the thickness of the case oh true yeah
1: yeah because it's not like you think it's something massive that sticks like like a pop socket, where it, mm-hmm. even when it's compressed it still sticks up like probably about like five mil if if not more from the back of the phone yeah and so you have this giant bulge on the back of your phone you know so where's that thing actually like barely adds you know thickness to the overall phone
0: yeah so it looks like the spec here from the back of the phone to the top face of the case is 0.2 inches five millimeters so add that to add that to the thickness of the phone um how thick is iphone 11 pro
2: oh
1: then yeah a pop socket is a lot more than oh yeah five mil.
0: so 8.1 millimeters plus five millimeters 13.1 millimeters thick at the end of the day yeah that's that's pretty, crazy. pretty breezy so yeah no i'd recommend <laughs> fantastic and they're australian so what's not to love? That's the biggest part. That's, That's what you the biggest have to, part. So we got to support. Yeah, it's the most important part. You, you uh, support, honest, you so. mentioned you had something interesting to discuss earlier.
1: Yeah, don't know much about it, but um, Arthur at work was telling me about this thing he saw or a video. I think he sent me the video. I gotta check it out. Of this, I think it's like a website or something. And it uses AI to create artwork. Interesting. And it's, uh, I think he said it's used a lot for like motion graphic stuff. And, you know, it's, it's being used a lot for like NFTs right now. Mm. Like there's one that like, you know, the, the Beeple guy, there's one that literally creates like a Beeple type artwork, like that style, whatever. Interesting. But this AI thing, it, it, the way I think he... Um, explained it was again i gotta look into it more but it was like you 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 feed it images Hmm. and then it'll create something out of those images almost like photo bashing yeah but it'll use those images to create a new image you know to the point where you couldn't tell what images were sampled oh interesting you know like if you do photo bashing correctly you can't tell that it's Lots of other little photos, yeah, put together, which is why it's so. so that's effective. the idea.
2: Hmm. Okay. It's
1: super weird, and I was like, okay, I gotta look into this. You know, it sounds like it's just just gonna destroy everything, but you know, whatever. Um. But I was. Another cool thing was when I was uh, watching, I think the H three podcast, like one of their last episodes, and there's I don't know if you've seen this, but they're talking about there's this AI that, um, is being used to create. Music by like dead artists.
0: What? What?
1: And so they did uh they did a Nirvana one, an Amy Winehouse, and a Jimi Hendrix one. It's sad. And what they did was like all
0: dead, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And kind of they depressing. took like say for Nirvana, they took like forty something Nirvana songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they use those as samples um oh. like the lyrics and all the sounds and everything maybe I and then they did. feed it to this ai and the ai creates a new song from the sampled sounds and lyrics and it's really freaky because it sounds pretty good especially the hendrix one sounds like actually pretty really cool and it's like whoa like and, and i guess this the this art one and the one that's used for motion gra- animation and stuff like that kind of works the same way you feed it images and stuff to sample mm-hmm. and then it creates a new image from those but in a way that you couldn't necessarily tell it's, it was created from a lot of different samples whoa
0: i did see the the um that ai had produced a air quotes new nirvana song yeah, I that's... saw that show up on the news app or something like that the other day, but I didn't click on it.
1: You gotta listen to it. We'll listen to it after. I'll try to find it. It's it's pretty wild. Really?
0: Because hmm. it sounds like pretty fucking good. So, does Kurt. so did Kurt Cobain Rest with it. Yeah, of the exactly. That's
1: true. But yeah, that was the only thing. It wasn't anything math, but I, th- I thought it was like.
0: Here's a question. Interesting, Here's a question off of that. You look at artists. Whether that's a painter like Vincent Van Gogh or Picasso, or a musician, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, um, Freddie Mercury, as as examples yeah. of people who were very who saw success in their creative endeavors and have passed. In Vincent Van Gogh's case, died a long time ago. Yes, a lot of the. A lot of the work that they produced wasn't necessarily valuable during their time. you know, like take take Freddie Mercury as a very simple example because they made a lot of money. yeah, but arguably they're worth, and their music is worth a lot more now because there's no new music being produced, right? right. yeah, same thing with say amy Winehouse or or even Nirvana songs. Or a Vincent Van Gogh painting, you cannot get another original Vincent Van Gogh painting because the guy's dead, chopped his ear off. there's a
1: finite amount.
0: Exactly. But if an AI can create it to the point where it is so true to what the artist probably would have, could have done, what does that do to the value of what, A, what already exists, and B... How is the value of something that's artificially created compare against an original? You know, like, what does the AI Starry Night do in comparison to the original Starry Night? Obviously, they're not going to be the same painting. The AI is going to do an interpretation of a Van Gogh painting because there's a lot of reference images. Say that creates a piece called um, Sunny Night just for the sake of example. (laughs) And what if Sunny Night now becomes as valuable as Starry Night? Because people are like, oh, it's a, air quotes, new Vincent van Gogh painting. Could that that ever happen where it becomes as valuable? Or will it always be perceived (laughs) as something that's digitally, artificially created and therefore will never stand up to it? But look at all the hype that's around a new Nirvana song. And the guy's dead.
1: Yeah, but I, but I feel like it, it does not take away from the value of the original.
0: No? Because... But it could. If it's, I mean... If you do it, if it becomes a point to make money, which it inevitably will, yeah, there's I an mean, over-commercialization yeah. of something like that, I would think.
1: But I think it's still... The originals will still hold their value because it is a finite thing, right? Like for now, it, it's it would still. Be a fi- but
0: if but if the AI is able to
1: create, but it's not by Van Gogh. No. It's by an AI trying to be like Van Gogh.
0: At what point do those become the same thing?
1: Well, that's like Zima Blue. This is true. That's an AI creating artwork. Yeah. And it goes so far. It becomes almost so human in a way. It's trying to figure out the meaning of itself.
0: Mm-hmm. And what, like, what if, what if people, what if people actually like the AI's version of Van Gogh better than Van Gogh's <laughs> version of
2: Van Gogh?
0: Right. I mean, what if people yeah. start to look at Starry yeah. Night and it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Artistically, it's good. But I like AI Van Gogh better.
1: Well, I mean, that's possible, right? I feel like someone who's into it, into art, would still, no matter what, value Van Gogh's more because they understand what goes into it and what it took for him to paint that painting. Mm -hmm. Whereas an AI just took a bunch of reference images and combined them in a way and Mm -hmm. made something, right? Do you, as a
0: consumer, care about that, though? Like if you were at a point where you're buying. Maybe not. Where you're dropping all that money on something.
1: Maybe not, but that kind of happens to an extent now with a lot of things, right? That's true. Like, if you're not really into something, you don't need the most expensive or best version. No. You know, because you don't know how to use it, or you don't really care enough. But if you're really into it, then you're gonna, you know, be into it, Mm -hmm. and you're gonna care about it more, and you're gonna understand what
0: goes into it a lot. Like an audiophile buying stupid expensive speakers, and us just buying beats or skull candy or audio technica headphones
1: yeah and that's why i think as well like you know you could say in the future like oh all of us have great you know we can't the regular person can't buy a, a van gogh or a caravaggio painting mm-hmm. right it's millions and millions of dollars in case of da vinci is possibly hundreds of millions of dollars right mm-hmm. and they're only going to get more expensive because yes. less will survive right um and so it would be like well for the average person this is a way to have your own Da Vinci or Van Gogh mm-hmm. or Nirvana song right because yes. you can get an AI system and make your make one right right but the original like again will I think will always hold its value for people who care about it and will pay more and everything because they know it's like you can you can't have a, another real Van Gogh no. You can have another AI Van Gogh, have as many as you want, mm-hmm. but it's not special because
0: of that. But if the AI, but if the AI Van Gogh is intended to replicate a Van Gogh or a painting in the style of Van Gogh as realistically as possible, using the highest amount of reference, you could argue that the final product will be as Van Gogh as it gets, simply because that's what artificial intelligence is designed to Maybe. do. Maybe. And say, to use an older an older artist as an example, Da Vinci, say in 200 years, Da Vinci's paintings have all completely deteriorated over time. But you haven't. Yeah. And you may say, well, they're still going to hold their value because there will never be another original Mona Lisa. This is true. But if the AI can simply shit out a... 500 year old version of what the Mona Lisa looks like that's an exact replication the only difference being that it wasn't painted by da vinci it was created by an ai but it looks exactly the same and maybe they're able to do do a texture thing as well and it creates yeah. it with a, with an actual texture what's the difference there it was using the same I mean, the stuff the difference as, is using the same stuff know. as inspiration you know
1: You know it's not Da Vinci. This is true. That's at that point, if you're saying AI is so, if you're so advanced that like the average person wouldn't really tell the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd look at it and be like, "Well, that's as Da Vinci as most
0: art fakes in general, though." Is it's just enough to fool the average consumer, and then you can only really identify it if you know what you're looking for.
1: Exactly, but that's the difference, right? You know. That it's real. I mean, that's the same way. It's like a lot of people go buy fake Yeezys because they true. don't care enough about, like for me, I wouldn't even want to wear a fair fake, fake Yeezys. I mean, I don't like these anyways, but I wouldn't want to wear them because I know they're not real. Mm. And to me, I'm not into something like that. I want to have the real thing because I care about the design or support the artist, the designer. You know, I don't want to have that fake version. Mm-hmm but a lot of people don't care about that. They just want to, they want the look. They just want them, right? So they don't care that it's not real. That doesn't bother them. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't bother them. But like, so it's the same thing, I guess, right? You get Mm -hmm. to the point where a lot of people wouldn't care. Sure. They'll have it get an AI version or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for the people that really care, they would want, always want the real thing. Just be even if you're not like, even if other people don't realize it, as long as you know, that's the real one. Mm Mm-hmm right it's interesting yeah, though because it'd be funny to um so tough it's kind of like you've seen i remember like way back when i was in disneyland and they started this a little bit where they did like the hologram stuff yeah for like past actors and stuff like that Ooh. and you know how you've seen the one where they did like the the tupac performance and it was a hologram of him i think so yeah and it's like they've done it a is- few and it was it's based off of like you know footage of you know a live performance Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so like and and eventually now i'm sure the technology now they can analyze the way he moves like motion capture and have an ai system that will make a hologram or digital another digital version of two box it's it's like like d fakes it's so easy and but it'd be it'd be interesting if they were alive and they knew about it yeah because you would imagine like i people making a new like nirvana song i hope that doesn't get to the point i i know in the future people are going to try to make money off of other people's work it always happens Mm -hmm. i hope that this isn't what they did i think it was just kind of an experiment thing to show like what ai where it's at right now and what it could do i mean Mm -hmm. it's not true ai but it's it's what a little define, bit more what AI.
0: defines true AI? well
1: it's not like thinking completely for itself it's more right. of like take feed these reference images and kind of scramble them and like create something from that right right it's not complete like it's thinking for itself like ex machina and it's actually using you to get out of the apparently
0: logs. it's pronounced ex machina
1: i've heard both
0: i mean i've always called it ex machina because that's what it's that's it sounds how it's better spelled, but ex ex machina
2: did I mean, Bruce
0: like that movie? Bruce liked that movie, I, didn't he? Maybe. Did he, I the think he brought surprised. it up on the show. I don't remember.
1: Maybe, I don't remember. Um, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah, no, it's not just like true, true. Right? But like, I would, I would imagine that Kurt Cobain would fucking hate that. Oh, yeah. That someone's so. taking a bunch of his work and putting in a machine. Yeah. First of all, from where, you know, when
0: he was around. And like, capitalizing.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, like, that long ago, but AI wasn't a thing.
0: Yeah. You know, that Fuck program inter- wasn't a the thing. The internet wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: And now it's, like, I think the same thing with, like, a Van Gogh or Da Vinci. They wouldn't fucking want that. No. You know? I, I would know. think, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they think it's interesting in a way. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I just, I think if you're at that point where you're famous like that, like, if you're Da Vinci. hmm in 2021 somehow and you're like hey you know, you go back in time and you meet him. And you're like, hey, okay, look like i have this pro- i'm like hundreds of years in the from the future and we have this program where we just take all your work feed it to a machine and it pumps out a new version a new piece of work that looks like something you would do mm-hmm. you know you probably wouldn't like it but also you'd be like well if people know me like they're gonna want if they're going to want mine and something I did, like there's always going to be people that want the original mm-hmm. that want like me. And so not that begs computer. another
0: question is why would anyone want if people truly like Da Vinci, then why would they really want an AI version of a piece of his work? Because they can't has, have a real Da Vinci. True. But this work has nothing to do with Da Vinci other than the fact that it looks like him or it looks like his work. You know, I mean, like then it gets I could inside. I could do a slew. I could do a slew style painting. The only affiliation that it has with slew is that it looks like it. It looks like something. he could I mean, do. here's
1: now we're going crazy. It's like, is that not just inspiration? Yeah,
0: probably. It is like because then
1: you're like, OK, well, the fine line, right? Because you could argue, well, a lot of people around Da Vinci's time, a lot of the painters, mm-hmm. very similar styles because they all saw each other, what they were doing. And mm-hmm. like the style back then was all very similar. And like the teachers taught the same students and the mm-hmm. students had the same teachers and, you know, they would see the same paintings. And so nope. I'm sure a lot of people were like, I'm going to be like Da Vinci and you're going to copy the best. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like Michelangelo or whatever. So isn't that like,
2: you know, <laughs> so,
1: you know, it get, it gets wild because then you're saying, well, you know, is AI getting inspiration? It's like, well, if it's straight taking like the work, different works, and then putting it into something else is like, it's kind of copying. You're taking the work, but like if you're taking yeah. it, but if you're also, but for me, <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe it would not. be the
0: con, I would think, I think it would be for me anyways, it would be the context in which the images are used. That would determine whether or not it's used as inspiration or a direct basis for something. Well, that's the thing. So to like, me, if I'm gonna use something as inspiration, I'm gonna extrapolate elements from it. I'm not gonna Exactly. Well, maybe that's what it's doing. Copy. I don't know. Fuck.
1: Like if it took a bunch of references and made a, a different version of the Mona Lisa, that's a little more copying. But if it took a bunch of references and made a totally different painting, that's nothing like anything he painted but looks mm-hmm. like something he would have painted is that mm. you know that lo- that's like inspired by
2: even though that it's goes, right because
1: from- it you could say goes well, beyond replication yeah you, know, you could say like if i'm doing some like page layout or whatever and i'm taking or some poster and i'm taking elements from a bunch of posters from one guy on instagram that i really like you know, even though I'm not yeah. taking the actual images and putting it into my head and combining all of them somehow. But in a way I am because I'm extrapolating the parts that I mm-hmm. like from each image and trying to ter- put that all together and add some of my own stuff in there and try to make something my that is mine heavily inspired by them.
0: So you're basically art- artificial intelligence. <laughs> wow. Not quite that smart.
1: But... That's I don't tricky. know. I got to look more into it. He sent me a video, so I got to watch the video because I think it goes explains it a bit. Hmm.
0: Kind of wild, though. You know, yeah, I don't know if I like about. it. I don't know if I like it. The I NFT mean, stuff is something I'm very on the fence about. Like, Me too. I don't know if I like it.
1: It's funny. A lot of like uh, concept artists and people I follow on Instagram and Twitter are really against it
0: because it's it's like driven around scarcity of something that you can't actually have someone yeah. tells you that you have this thing which i just don't know if i if i align with i don't i i don't align with it. i'll tell you the that thing right that
1: now. is bothering me a little more is like people i mean it's kind of just like how especially in art how things are right now but people are doing like the bare minimum it's like not good stuff they're like it's like wannabe art and then selling that Mm -hmm. but again that's kind of just how everything
0: is anyways but which you could argue is is that oversaturating the market eventually it will but if the market is oversaturated with mediocre to relative garbage stuff if you can do good work, and I think this goes across the board. This isn't just for NFTs. This is social media or d- industrial design or right. anything in general. Odds are, if the market is saturated, with the exception of, I'm going to say, Instagram, a majority of that saturation is middle-of-the-pack level stuff. You know, stuff Yeah, that's, middle to bottom. Stuff that's average at best. Yeah if you can stand out from that and simply do exceptional work then i think there's there's a positive thing there
1: yeah that's it that's what was like at work and arthur and chris my boss were talking about it chris is like i don't get the nft thing no. he's like why he's like i don't know much about it but he's like okay if i bought a digital piece from some artist it's like mm-hmm. what do i do with it like exactly can i like can like you know can i like print it off like do i do i like you know what do i do with it other than just having yeah. a file on your computer and arthur was like well people are doing like he's like how do you display right and he's like well people are getting like you know those like digital picture frames and you can like upload stuff and doing that right. and like one of the, something in the future that people are talking about is like imagine having like a vr like a digital gallery cool idea mm-hmm. but ultimately it's like I was saying personally, I'm the type I would want a physical piece. You know, I want something I can yeah. hang on a wall, put
0: somewhere. You know that that's an interest interesting that you mentioned that one of the instructors at Offsite, Michael D'Antuono, said NFTs equals not for me, thanks. I'd rather focus my energy <laughs> on the business of bringing real things to market. You are what you're what you spend your time on.
1: Yeah, and exactly right. And it, it's kind of one of those things that even though when you put on a piece of work on there, you're, you're like minting it digitally and you're saying, okay, there's only a hundred of these that I'm minting. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if there's something that stops the artist from minting more. I guess it's up to the artist because the more you mint, the less valuable it gets. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of weird, right? Because like if you pay, if you buy a, a painting from someone, a physical painting, and it's there's a hundred, and you've got one out of a hundred. Even if they go make another hundred, you have a physical thing. Like no one can take that away from you, kind of like you have it. You have a physical thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, if it's just digital, it's like you don't actually have anything. It's a, it's a file, you know. And maybe people are okay with that, but to me, it's like I want something physical to know I have it, kind of thing, right? I don't just have a file yeah. that I got to put on a hard drive, or I'm going to lose it, or you know, it's kind of just—I don't know. It's just it surprised me. It's becoming huge, but yeah, it's the whole remember thing. remember
0: uh, Sandra talking about Seth Godin. Yep. So Seth's got a blog. It's called Seth's Blog. Right. Genius it makes sense. Um, He wrote an article or wrote a blog post about NFTs back in uh, end of March. Um, And I'm going to briefly summarize it here. Right. Basically, an NFT is a digital treasure chest status symbol and an apparent item of value. NFTs are designed to be the one and only a shred of non-fungible reality in a world gone digital. You can either own this thing or you either own this thing or you don't. Now consider an oil painting. Perhaps an oil painting was stolen a long time ago or became famous for other reasons. It's a one and only thing. If you somehow owned the Mona Lisa, it wouldn't mean that you own the woman who is portrayed in it or any part of Da Vinci. It would simply mean that you own a canvas, one that others also want to own. And people can look at images of the Mona Lisa all day long without compensating mm-hmm. you because you simply own the original trophy, not the idea. But having it on mm-hmm. your wall. Gives you a feeling, and telling other people that you own it gives you another slightly different feeling. Worth noting that the Mona Lisa is a three that is, or there's a three thousand year cultural history of owning priceless works of art. Most people understand that an original Rothko painting is a high status luxury good. Rothko, what is Rothko? Almost all paintings are worthless on a cash basis. They sell at garage sales for dollars, not millions. And original and beautiful works of art go unsold every day. And scroll down here. The NFT is a digital token, same way that Bitcoin is, accepted to one and only. Um, one of these tokens might refer to something else, a video of a basketball shot, an oil painting, even this blog post but it isn't that thing. It's simply a token authorized by a person who made it to be the one and only one. The NBA has already sold more than $200 million in video clip highlight NFTs. And so the trap becomes that many creators may start rushing to start minting NFTs as a way to get paid for what they've created. Unlike alternative digital currencies, which are relatively complicated to invent and sell, It's recently become super easy to, air quotes, mint an NFT. I could, speaking in Seth's perspective right now, for example, turn each of the 8,500 posts on this blog into a token and sell them on the open market. Buyers of NFTs may become blind to the fact that there's no limit on the supply. In the case of baseball cards, there are only so many rookies a year. In the case of art, there's a limited number of famous paintings and limited amount of shelf space at Sotheby's, which I'm guessing is a store.
1: It's an auction house.
0: Oh, you're fuck. You're smart. NFTs, <laughs> NFTs are going to be more like Kindle books and YouTube videos. The vast majority are going to have 10 views, not a billion. It's an unregulated, non-transparent hustle with bubble written all over it, meaning at some point it's going to pop. Yeah. Um, short version is that in this foreseeable future, the method that's used to verify the blockchain and to create new digital coins is deliberately energy-intensive and inefficient, and that's on purpose. As they get more valuable, the energy used will go up, not down. It's an ongoing waste that creates little and ongoing value and gets less efficient and more expensive as time goes on. For technological innovations, the opposite is true, and that's an interesting point. The trap then is that creators get hooked on creating these. Buyers then get, sunk, get a sunk cost. They get hooked on making the prices go up and are unable to walk away. And so creators and buyers are then hooked in a cycle with all of us paying the lifetime of costs associated with an unregulated system. That consumes vast amounts of precious energy for no other purpose than to create some scarce digital tokens. Mm. Mic drop.
1: Pssh. That's what I was saying though. Is it's that feeling of like, like even though it's someone saying it hey, is only a hundred, but like it's just someone saying that. Like they could just easily yeah. make more. Exactly. You know. And that's again, with i never it, understood. That's why it's like, but again, the same thing I was saying. People, some people, it doesn't bother them to own and wear fake Yeezys. Even if they know they are fake. Yeah. It doesn't bother them. They don't care. Right? It's it's the same maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe it's not the best thing. But it's like some people pirated music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, back in the day, uh, LimeWire and, and shit that. like that. Lime Napster. Wire. Right? Yeah. Some people don't care about mm-hmm. the artist getting compensated. Or to mm-hmm. own a real version of it. Yeah. Some people don't bother them. It doesn't bother them. And that's fine, I guess. Like, I don't agree with it. You know, I care. I do care about those things and those things would bother me.
2: <laughs>
1: but that's usually because I buy things for a purpose of like, I like them and not just because I want them. It's something yeah. to do with it, right? I have a, more of a connection with it. But I guess it's like that, right? Some people don't care. <laughs> they just want, I mean, it kind of seems right now it's just like a hype thing, right? Like a lot I of artists so. go on there. Like I've seen a few concept artists and stuff I follow that are just like, Taking work that they've had been sitting on for years, and just Mm -hmm. put it up on on, online. You know, Mm. they didn't even do anything new. It's like just using. Oh, I've got some stuff lying around. I'll just put it on and see if they sell. And it's like, I can understand make want to make the money from it, but also it's like, it's just to make money from it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. uh, I was kind of thinking about it too, actually, because. Um, when I was telling you about the one Simon Sinek video where he's talking to like an art school or something and he says how he's working on like a it's like uh, you know the big question is like what is art and yeah. he came up with a criteria and it was like one it, oh, there yeah, has yeah. to be intent two it has to be d- displayed and three it has to be received
0: yeah and that was a good talk
1: yeah and the NFT thing kind of goes against that in a way
0: yeah, it because completely contradicts it. In all
1: maybe aspects. there's intent of creating original art because you want to do, create the art, right? I don't
0: even think it's intent of creating art. I think it's intent of exploiting the system.
1: Possibly. In most cases, yes, right? And then display, it's like, it's a digital display, but it's like just on a screen. It's not in a gallery or something. And then the re- receiving it, it's just people wanting to buy it. Probably a lot of people are just buying it because they're like, man, this might go up in value.
0: Yeah, what defines receiving? It becomes a is, stock. Is it, an, is it an impression like you scroll past it on your phone or do you have to actually download it on your Yeah.
1: Phone? And I was like, man, that kind of like goes against it in many ways, right? Fuck the world. And that's why when I see like, like you know, NBA and they have clips, shit you can just go on YouTube and watch. Mm-hmm. But they're selling it and making all they're this like, money. People are the people buying because they actually see value in it or just because it's the hype thing to do. And it might go up in value. Like it's scary when it seems like it's turning to a stock market for art. And yes, artists and designers and whatever need to be compensated for their work and should be fairly compensated and value for art and design can go through the roof. You know, it can be, it can be low. It can be insanely high, whatever. And, you know, it should be money made. But ideally, especially art, like the intent isn't to make money from it.
0: Mm, I'm gonna disagree with you on that.
1: Really? Maybe yeah. not. In it, maybe okay. Maybe not every case, but I don't know. To me, it's like the, you know, when you think of the traditional true art, like a Da Vinci, was he doing it to make money from the painting? You could say the situation was different, but like yeah you know they had back then they what had about people someone, that
0: would... what about someone who paints for a living like or 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 art in general take take the artist cj hendry as example as an example where her entire career is focused around her art and the only reason she's able to pursue art as a career is because people want to buy her paintings
1: yeah okay i guess yeah there's got to be as i was saying there should be compensation drawings. but i don't there think should be There should be compensation, but I, I guess what I meant was like the intent of sitting there and be like, I'm going to be a millionaire
0: Hmm. or I'm going to 10 paintings. I'm doing this
1: for for that money. Like even like, I think is a different mindset than, you know, I'm proud of this work. It's a lot of effort. I expect to be compensated for it. It's different than I'm going to do this for like, I'm going to make so much money from this.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, the compensation is like a necessary byproduct of it. Mm -hmm. But like, Mm -hmm. again, maybe just me being romantic with it, but like, I'd like to think that you're the art thing is the enjoyment, the passion behind it, you know, and compensation shouldn't be a a taboo, weird thing uh, surrounded by art, uh, you know, with Mm -hmm. art. It shouldn't be weird. You know, it should be talked about. People should be paid fairly for it. Same with design. But like, I just don't, when I see like the NFT thing and it's literally turning into a stock market for art, to me, that's like a slap in the face. That's a more
0: disingenuous version of
1: it. Right? It's kind of like bastardizing art, you know? It's like, yeah, because that's how it's treated, right? Like people are buying it as a token. It's not even art. It's a token. Mm Mm-hmm right and then that
0: someone says is this thing
1: yeah and then they have it and then people are on there saying oh I wonder if it's, is it going up in value and it's yeah, like well you know if i have a poster a painting on my wall if you if you had the Mona Lisa on your wall i don't think you're gonna look at it every day and be like i wonder if this is going up in value of course it's going up in value if it is a real da Vinci painting but yeah. you're not thinking there like Am I is it going to lose money today is it going to go up in value are more people wanting it than yesterday are less people mm-hmm. wanting less is everyone dro- like buying out what you know it's it just seems
0: so, so obvious what, so me. what about like the creation aspect of it like as an artist you sit down you produce a series of work that series of work is ultimately going to make you money right but you're not Hopefully. sitting down with the intent <laughs> you're not or, Say you have a gallery show booked, like I'll use, I was listening to a podcast with CJ Hendry the other day, where she has allegedly, at least in current circumstances, allegedly nothing confirmed, a gallery booked in WA in Western Australia, where the gallery itself is already sold out. Right. And she hasn't done, she hasn't produced the work for it yet. Because people know that her work is valuable it will continue to be valuable and there will be work there to show, right? Yeah. So she's effectively already made her money without doing any work. Right. Because it's it's associated with her name, associated with her brand. So when she sits down to do these artworks, however many pieces it is, she's effectively doing it knowing that they are already sold.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? So what's what's your thought there? Well, I just cuz that's that's to make money.
1: Yeah, and like I guess I just wasn't I don't I'm um, trying to explain myself better, but it's I would just like to think that the artists they're not like you should be compensated for. It. And obviously it's going to be a thought to be like, you know, I'm totally innocent. I don't, you know, I don't do this for money at all. Like obviously you want it to do, you know, you want to have your passion support you, mm-hmm. right? That's the dream, right? To do what you're passionate about and have it be financially supporting you, right? And it's just like, if that's your job, then that's your job, right? That's why it's like when we're talking about design and people are like, you know, oh, I do this on my free time or it's my hobby or, you know, you know, can I pay you this much for that? And it's like, no, it's like, you understand this is a job just because it's creative doesn't mean it's not a job. Right, we got to be compensated for it. You know, this is our livelihood. This is what we want to do. That's 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 how it should be, right? But I just think, and obviously, if you're if you're famous and you're getting you're selling your work for lots, like it's like the artist ego, I'm sure kicks in. You're like, I'm worth this much. My my work is worth worth this much to people. But
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not sitting there being like, you know, the the concept or whatever. I'm You know, trying to express his painting as money. I'm not going Mm. in the tent with like this one I'm going to sell for three million. (laughs) Right. Like, I would say maybe going back to the AI thing, like maybe why people would want original over an AI one is you're not paying for the work necessarily. You're paying for who's producing the work.
0: Yes. Right.
2: You're paying
1: for Da Vinci, who spent his whole life mastering his craft that's what you're paying for Mm -hmm. right you yeah you could just have a ai built da vinci painting right Mm -hmm. and it could look could it could look better in your in your view maybe possibly right Mm -hmm. but it's not gonna be expensive maybe people are just gonna charge crazy for it. whatever sure but ultimately you're gonna you know at that point you're just paying for the work you're not paying for who's creating it because it's it's a program that's creating it mm-hmm. you know you're at that point I mean that's always the dream right to get to the point where people are paying for your name right they're paying for your yeah. for for your time right and I feel like that's <clears throat> I don't know you might not agree with that but I feel like that's where like you know if she's if if she's doing a gallery and it's like you know she's not doing the work to sell that gallery out it's like the sorry the gallery's not selling out maybe not specifically for her work or for for the work it's for her work it's for her time to create the work that goes into it right it's exactly you know so i think nothing wrong with that you know i was just had a picture i was like i hope people aren't just sitting there maniacally on a painting behind a canvas like you know i'm doing this the purpose that i'm going to sell. This and make a lot of money off of it. You know, I hope this sells because I want this to continue supporting me and so I can continue doing what I enjoy. But mm. ultimately, like usually like when you're passionate like that, it doesn't start from making money from it. It's cause mm. you like actually are passionate about it.
0: Yeah. And then it's a weird thing. Yeah, like the whole gallery model mm. is built around producing work to sell right at <clears throat> yeah. the end of the day i mean gang it's still a job Which, right like
1: yeah it's still that's what's supporting you then then yeah right <clears throat> but i don't know i just i don't i don't yeah i don't know i don't think they're doing it it's not for that specifically you know that's nfts well that's why i just feel like to me it's just like an obvious When it's literally becoming, like, artwork is becoming, like, stocks. Yeah, that I don't And that is, like, to me, that's just, like, so obviously, like, you know, when people are throwing up work that's, like, really bad and really cheesy and obviously just trying to, you know, capitalize capitalize on on the hype, you know, on the trend. That's when it's like, come on, really? Like, it's obvious you're doing it for the wrong reason. But I'd like to believe that, I mean, usually some shit does sell a lot of money, but I'd like to think that stuff doesn't do as well because it's not, there's no purpose behind it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which is a tricky thing, but I, I think as an artist or as a painter or as an illustrator, you can still make work and still sell it and still be paid without being disingenuous. You could no, exactly. be- you could you as an artist you could sit behind a canvas and simply churn stuff out as as a factory per se and just one-offs of this and that and this and that and sell them and take advantage in a way of your name if it does have (laughs) that credibility associated with it but i don't know
1: what's like
0: like you could, but does that mean that every artist who sells their paintings is coming at it from that intent, or they're simply doing it because now they have an obligation to the gallery to produce a series of work that the gallery will then try and sell I mean, yeah, but I just Which is, in my opinion, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, no,
1: and that's where people are just like, you know, oh, it's art, like you know you shouldn't be doing it like it's it's a byproduct right, making that like, you should be able to sell your work like there's nothing wrong with that, right, like Especially when people find value in it, right? That's why sometimes it can sell for a crazy amount of money. But it's like this guy following Instagram, he does uh car paintings, and they're like mm-hmm. they're like hyper realistic. Like he'll have videos where he's zooming in, he's painting a little white highlight on like a chrome bumper, and it looks like you know when you're really up close to an oil painting where it's kind of messy. And then as you zoom yeah. out, it looks like a photo, and you're like, oh my god, like this thing's, a- and he a lot of Porsche paintings too, and he's just you know he's got a studio sometimes you see it in his photos and you see all the canvases in the background the other stuff he's working on and you know he's selling these he's making a killing off mm-hmm. of it there's nothing wrong yeah. with that but i'm just saying yeah. i don't think he's sitting down thinking like i'm just churning these out just for the paycheck because i know now i can charge another, whatever
0: i'm gonna do another porsche painting so that i can i'm gonna do a rare porsche painting so i can charge you yeah
1: more. i think it's like if someone comes up to you like hey can i like can you do this car Right? You're right. You just give me this much money. Okay. And you paint it. Like, doing it for the money? Sure, technically, yes. It's but it's to support you. It's about intent. But he's you wouldn't do it if you're not like enjoying it. Or I wouldn't think so. Maybe there's some people out there that are just churning out. But I d I don't know. I just feel like
0: especially with art, like, like you you may also end up at a point where you have no other choice. That could be the only way for you to make money. I mean, possibly, but I still think there's some enjoyment in it. Oh, well, yeah, you wouldn't do it if there wasn't any enjoyment. That's, yeah. It. And, it, yeah,
1: I don't know. That's what I, and I would like to think, too, that, like, the paintings that are successful, the artists that are, are successful are the are the ones with, like, a purpose behind it,
0: a meaning behind it, right? And that's, that's why they are so well-supported. Exactly. people connect with that.
1: Exactly, you know? And I think if you were truly in it just for the money, just to exploit that industry, then you wouldn't. Then you wouldn't have a. You wouldn't have spent the time to have a, a purpose or a why behind it.
0: No, and your people can kind of people can see people can smell that. <laughs> those think, who are disingenuous, pretty easily.
1: Exactly. That's you know. I exactly. That's that's so, what I'd like to think, anyways. You big
0: know? rant. It's an interesting the conversation. I don't know.
1: It's. You know, it's it's a tricky thing because a lot of people, it's, it's a weird thing making money from art, but,
0: you know, it's like, well, I don't, th- I don't, th- I don't think it's a weird. I
1: thing. don't think so, but a lot of people probably find it weird and they're like, yeah, well, if you enjoy it, if it's like a hobby thing, like, you know, why you should make money? It's like, no, like if this is my job, first of all, then it's my job and it's my career. It's my, how I support myself, my family, but you know, what's wrong with being compensated for it?
0: You're good at something. Never and, do it for free.
1: <laughs> exactly, and if someone says like, "Oh, joker. well, if you enjoy, it just charge enough that you need to survive, or you need to support your family, right? Why do you need to charge three but million dollars?" Like, no, I have standards. And it's like, but no, I have standards. Would you
0: not charge that? Yeah, anyone would, right? I think if- the the people the people that say that don't have the context. Ultimately, they may think they do, but they don't because they've never they done don't. it. You know. You know. Like i'm trying to draw a real life example before i close that close that down like remember the the logo um a chick that i did a logo. or be respectful yeah a girl that i did a logo for last summer during the pandemic um gave me a recommendation for one of her friends and her friend came and said can i have a logo done and i said sure like are you talking just a logo or are we talking like a like a brand identity thing similar that I did for our mutual friend. And she said, oh, similar to what or like what you did for a mutual friend. That would be fantastic. I'm like, all right. Well it's gonna cost you this much because I have to dedicate a specific amount of time to it and it's gonna take this long. And then she's like, oh like I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be that much. Like like how does $70 sound? And I'm like, well well no, because I have standards. Yeah, and I'm not going to I'm not going to simply stoop down to that level of minimal compensation for the same amount of work simply because you're a mutual friend, you yeah. So, like draw a parallel there maybe.
1: No, 100%, right? And like you got to know your worth. Exactly. And I think it's tough cuz most people don't don't know or, you know, I'll say their worth that not as a person but like their work only very few people or artists can know the feeling that you know the worth of their paintings is millions of dollars or their work is millions mm-hmm. of dollars right mm-hmm. but i'm sure if you know that then it's like well i'm not gonna charge little because my clients expect it to be this much you know mm-hmm. and also like if i can charge that i'm not gonna like go crazy this is gonna be 10 million and i can overcharge it and go crazy but like you know why not you know if you're proud of it, then you know I don't know oh no it's it's tough right
0: it's-, well, yeah, it's like take 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 the video production aspect of things like when I did my first video for work, that was six hours of filming and probably six seven hours of editing, and we had it was like a twenty dollar an hour budget, so that's what's six plus seven say 15 hours, 15 times two is 300 bucks. Yeah. I could charge 300 bucks for that video. If big media company, like if Tommy and Josh came to do that video, they're going to charge minimum 1600 bucks for a day rate plus two days of editing. Right. Right. I don't know if I can divulge their day rate. I'm sure it's changed since then though. End of the day, the editing is editing. A full day of editing or a half day of editing costs a specific amount. So if it's two full days of editing and one day of shooting, probably coming out to like thirty-two, thirty-four, maybe say thirty-five hundred bucks. Right. What is the difference between their three thousand five hundred dollar video and my three hundred dollar video? Other than the camera that it was shot on, not a whole lot because it's probably the same thing. It's the experience though. It's the experience sure. and what the person is willing to pay at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and it yeah, and again it's like it's it's like that uh thing I sent you a while ago and it was like, you know, you're not if I can do a task like like if you could if I can edit you a video in mm-hmm. half an hour, you know, and I charge this much and you say why is it only why is it this much for just half an hour? It's like you're not paying for the half an hour. You're paying for the years that it took me to get to the point where I could do that in half an hour, yeah, right. Painting that's all the, the time difference.
0: I spent staring at Premiere Pro, wondering why it just crashed. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the difference between you know paying someone who's you know to do a sketch who's been doing it for a few years compared to someone who's been doing it for a few decades. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not paying yeah. for the piece itself; you're paying for the person. That's mm-hmm. why. I, that's why I think I was trying to say with, you know, you want the original or you want to you know, you're you're paying for the person and their time because ultimately yeah. it is finite,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So that you're you're, you're paying for them to, you know, spend, put aside hours of their time to do that thing for you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Ultimately, and you could look I at learned. it and be like, it's a canvas with paint. That's put on there with a paintbrush, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's and that's what it is, and that's what it is. It's just by who, by who it was, who it was but done it's by, who it's done by, and you know, if you perceive the value, then you perceive the value.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty interesting. If you too perceive value of interesting, bizarre NFT AI related things, <laughs> then send us an email to hideouttheprocesspodcast at gmail That was a that was an intense discussion intense. that came out of nowhere like that. What's uh what's our Instagram, Zach?
1: The process underscore underscore podcast.
0: Ooh, spicy, beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Peace. The process. That's right. Creativity for this.
1: The process. Some creative assembly required.